Welcome to today's podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a little MLB news, along with a breakdown of the NFC East and some predictions with that. Uh, We have an interesting top five on Netflix shows today and a few other interesting short segments. Uh, But first, we're going to start with a little NFL news today. The NFL is hiring full-time officials. Um, To me, this is a humongous thing for the NFL because... In the past years, they've just had part-time officials, officials that have had other jobs on top of their already officiating jobs. Um, I think having just people that are there dedicating their lives, basically, to officiating the NFL is only going to make the NFL better. Yeah, no, I, I think this is great. You know, a lot a lot of NFL referees take, like, Ed Hockley, for instance. You know, he's like a lawyer or some shit. Like, you know, it's I think it's going to be great that they're going to have full-time officials, you know. We're not going to have some, you know, Golden Tate fail Mary situation again, hopefully. I thought you know. Golden Tate in that situation, he caught the ball and it was his ball the whole way. Yeah, you're full of shit. Jaguars' <laughs> Brandon Alberts decides to come out of retirement after being retired for just one week. Um, I think I'm just going to chalk this up to being a Jaguar. It's, they're going to make you want to do that. Blake Bortles is awful. Yeah, they're one of those franchises like Jaguars, Browns. You know, you, you want to retire early if you're playing for them. Like, they suck. Uh, we still have no update on Zeke. Um, Jerry Jones has come out and publicly said that he's even pissed off at the fact that the NFL is taking so long to get their their jurisdiction on it. Um, I don't, Do you see them coming out with this anytime soon, or do you think they're just going to keep prolonging it? Yeah, I think it's going to... They're going to keep prolonging it. It's going to end up with, like, a... Two weeks, four weeks suspension, something I, like I that. I think he's going to get suspended at the later half of the year and screw everyone in their fantasy leagues. And everyone's just going to be pissed off at the NFL. See, th- this is a total Goodell move. You know, like like going back and forth with like Brady and all that shit. Like that went on. I mean, people still talk about like the flight gate and all that crap. Like taking away draft picks like a whole year or two later or whatever. Like total Goodell move. Uh, Mar- Marcus Mariota will start under center for the Titans for the first time since breaking his leg in the next preseason game here. So, uh, I, Mariota just needs to see the field again. I think Carr is in the same situation. Getting him on the field is probably a good idea. Um, we all know he's not going to play the whole game. He's just going to get his reps in and get out. So I don't see a problem with Mariota starting. Uh, Brock Osweiler is the starting quarterback for the Browns. Did you see anything different? I, he's obviously the best quarterback, but that's not saying much. I I don't know. I mean, Cody Kessler, give him another shot. You know, he he could be the guy in Cleveland. Can, I don't know. Can you name a Browns wide receiver? Uh, uh Corey Coleman. Oh, right. He'll be injured <laughs> all year. Yeah. Uh, another take is uh, Jets' Quincy Anunua is looking to go on the IR after a neck injury sustained in Monday's practice. Uh, one thing, with, it was a non-contact injury. Uh, we're still waiting to hear news on it, but it's looking like he's going to be on IR. One, he's a Jets player, so probably none of you care. Um, is there much to say about Anunua? Yeah, not really. I who who's even like going to be starting at quarterback for the Jets this upcoming season? Like <laughs> Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Bills sign Anquan Bolin to a one-year contract. I think this is actually kind of big in that yeah. offense. Uh, the Bills were planning on playing Zay Jones at the two wide receiver spot, but I think adding Anquan Bolden and that's it's only it's gonna it means touchdowns. Yeah, help, helps out my boy Tyrod definitely. Uh, last year, Anquan Bolden was uh, Matthew Stafford's touchdown guy. Um, Anquan Bolden beat out Golden Tate. He beat out what is it, Eric Ebron, yeah. and all those guys for those touchdown targets. And I think it's only gonna help Tyrod. 100% agree. Uh, Devontae Freeman signs a five-year contract extension with the Falcons. That, you... is, that is humongous. Um, he's one of the best running backs in the game, and you just locked him up for five years. Think he's going to be good that much longer? Oh, yeah. I think he's great. See, just It just seems like NFL running backs, they have like such a short window of when they're good. In two years, they get rid of Coleman. And I think they already split carries, so I mean, you already are extending the length of how long you're going to get Freeman for. I mean, you're giving him not necessarily less carries and stuff, but 
you're just making the workload less for him. I think he's going to be good for a while. I think that's a good contract. Uh, Josh Dobbs starting for the Steelers. Um, Josh Dobbs, you know, it, is this like a, a hope maybe that he's the replacement for Roethlisberger? I mean, I, I know it's preseason, but you have to look at their roster construction. And you think Josh Dobbs can take over for Roethlisberger if they don't sign anybody else? You know, I, I think there was there's, there was a lot of hype about him last year in the college season. I don't, I don't think he necessarily matched that. I don't know, maybe he can be a future NFL starter, but I I don't know. It's just the preseason. Uh, what they did say, it's Roth, Roethlisberger's last year. Do you think they make a move at all? Because if they don't do anything, they're basically looked to drafting a quarterback again this year. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I will say this. I think tonight is more on, or when, when's Pittsburgh playing tomorrow? Probably night? tomorrow. Um, you know, I, I think it's more of Roethlisberger the last few years, he just gets injured so easily, which is weird for a guy that big, you know, you'd think he could stay healthy, but I, I, I see, I think that's more why there's putting Dobbs in that starting spot. But tonight we actually have football. Uh, we all know that the hall of fame game was kind of, it was football, but you know, it's not it's not what we're looking for, and we get that that's kind of what this is going to be, too. But we're going to see Christian McCaffrey for the first time. I, I'm kind of excited. Um, we get to see how well he's going to work in the offense. We get to see what his role is, basically. Um, what do you think McCaffrey's role will be in tonight with the Panthers? Um, tonight, I, I'm expecting to kind of see him just get some carries, maybe use in the passing game a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I think when the season gets going, he'll be used in special teams. I don't know if you'll see that tonight, but I, I don't know. I think you'll see him get, you know, some carries, some passes, you know, he maybe plays only the first quarter, second quarter, and that's about it. But you, you can basically call me a McCaffrey hater, but I don't think he's going to be in the NFL that long. He's not going to be in the NFL that long, in my opinion. He's just not the guy I want carrying the ball. Oh, is that because he's white? Or? Uh, he's small. <laughs> he's basically like Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush was good for two years and then straight declined. I, I'm i not that hyped on McCaffrey. We're only putting it in here because everyone's in love with McCaffrey. But take a look at him tonight. Get your opinion on him. Uh, we'll more than likely talk about him next time we come on the podcast. But there is another star that we need to mention because I'm really high on this guy. His name's Devonta Foreman. He played at Texas last year, went in the draft this year to the Texans. Uh, he's he's basically the insurance policy to Lamar Miller. And when Lamar Miller leaves, it's going to be his team. And he's a hard downhill runner. Um, he's going to hit the hole. What what are your thoughts on Devonta Foreman? Uh, you know, I, I don't really know a whole lot about him. Uh, you know, I'll be excited to watch him play a little bit tonight, you know, and see, you know, if he has what it takes to kind of be that guy to you know, step in for Lamar Miller in the future. But I actually think Devonta Form is going to run all over this third-team defense of the Panthers. Look for him tonight. Um, We're going to move on to the baseball section of this podcast. Um, Brett, you can take the baseball section for now. What do we got? Uh, as of right now, the Los Angeles Dodgers are 79-32. and 32. That is ridiculous. They are on record pace for they're basically the Warriors of three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, they, they are going to push for the best record ever in baseball. And that is something that honestly, is it kind of going under the radar? Like they're talked about, but they don't talk about the record necessarily. They just kind of talk about like the streak they've been on after the all-star break. I don't know. I, I think you're hearing about a little bit more. I think as we get towards that end of the season where people realize like holy shit, this could actually happen. You're going to hear about it more and more and more. But 15 and a half games ahead of the Rockies in the NLS. The Rockies are arguably one of the best teams in baseball, too, and they're 15 and a half games ahead. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I, <laughs> I think that's a tribute to how good the Dodgers actually are. The Rockies were World Series contenders a few months ago. People thought they were the next team. Charlie Blackman, Arenado. I actually saw... Charlie Blackman hit a home run to win the game against the Indians in the 12th inning today. That team's legit. And just thinking that they're 15 and a half games behind the Dodgers, that's ridiculous. I, 
you're going to hear about the Dodgers quite often on this podcast, but we're going to keep it coming because that's ridiculous. Uh, Houston Astros, 71-40. and 40. That's See, that's such a good record, but after hearing the Dodgers are 79-32, and 32, you're kind of like, ah, that's all right. But <laughs> looking at the Astros division, they're also 15 games ahead of Seattle. Um, I think the Astros are going to push for the World Series. I think that it'll be the Astros and the Dodgers in the World Series. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I just don't think – I think there's two clear, you know, best teams in the MLB. And there's no one in the National League that can compete with the Dodgers. And there's no one in the American League that can compete with the Astros. So I, I, I think the Rockies could actually take the Dodgers in seven. I, You know, one thing about the Dodgers, you know, they haven't had that success translate into the playoffs that they've That's had. A, well, they don't have any experience. Years. I mean, you, necessarily the Rockies don't have any experience, but I think the Rockies could do it. I, I just think the Dodgers are the best team, so I'm going to put them in the World Series. But there are teams that could take this away. If Dallas Keuchel was pitching bad for the Astros, they could very easily not make the World Series. Yeah. That's, like, they have good pitching, but if Keuchel, their ace, is going to pitch like dog shit, then they're not going to make it. I just, I, I mean, I know, like, Red Sox, Yankees, maybe. I just don't see another team in the American League, like, it, nearly as good as the Astros. If the Red Sox get David Price back, that rotation is disgusting with Chris Sale. I. The, the Red Sox, I actually could see doing it. Other than that, it's it's basically a four-team race to me. I, other than uh, that, everyone else is bad. I mean, Indians maybe, if they can kind of pull no. off what they did last year a little I, bit. I don't believe the Indians go back-to-back. Back. Nah. Um, we're going to get into this segment. It's, we're going to do a top five real quick. This isn't our actual top five, but a top time, top five teams in baseball. Um, my number five is the Yankees. My number four is the Red Sox. My number three is the Nationals. That's a team that I should have brought up when we were talking NL. They could definitely push for the Dodgers. Uh, number two is Astros, and one is Dodgers. It's not a very hard list to come up with. It's kind of the basic list of what people would think. Uh, Brett, let's hear yours. Uh, number five, I kind of had a tie a little bit. Uh, Red Sox and Diamondbacks. Uh, number four, I have the Rockies. Three Nationals, two Astros, and one the Dodgers. The Diamondbacks are scary because they just traded for Martinez from the Tigers. I think Martinez is a great right fielder, and he honestly adds some firepower to that team. I I just don't know much of the Diamondbacks. They have what? They still have Greinke? Yeah. They have Goldschmidt? So yeah. Other than that, I mean, Lamb? You, Jake Lamb, their you, third base? You baseman? don't see him on TV a lot. They, they have, what, they're like, maybe like a game or so behind the Rockies, I think. I mean... They're right in that mix, I think, with good teams in the NL. Uh, you know, I, I kind of excluded the Yankees from my top five. You know, I, I think, you know, maybe they'll be able to compete with that because they they made a lot of transactions around the trade deadline. But I, I don't know. Right now, I just don't have them in my top five. Maybe elite teams, but they're definitely gonna get that wild card spot, and make the playoffs. I put sure. them in my top five because one, you can never count the Yankees out. Those, those guys, they have so much talent. They buy their talent every year. They're always going to be there. They're always going to be decent. Um, I can understand not having them in the top five, but for me, that was almost a lock. Like I have to put them in there, but I won't put them high. Um, what, what are your predict- predictions for the World Series games? What do you have? What are the games that you're predicting for this? Uh, Dodgers, Astros, and... I'm predicting a Dodgers sweep. I, I just think the Dodgers are that good. They have a good enough rotation, good enough bullpen, good enough everything. You know, they have, you know, arguably the two best players in baseball right now. Oh, I don't agree I, with that at all. Mike Trout, Harper. Not, but, I mean, Turner and uh, your boy. Uh, yeah, Turner's the best player in baseball. Got released <laughs> you, by the Mets. You, you were just saying, though, like yesterday – or two days yeah, ago, I'm, I'm just he's saying, gonna be like the MVP. Yeah, that's because Trout's missed time. I Justin Turner is nowhere near the best player in baseball. He's having the best season, arguably. But if I had to start a team, there's no way I'm taking. Okay, Turner. okay. Well, well, 
I, I see what you're saying there. It's like the you know, like Russell Westbrook is having the best season in basketball, but LeBron's the better player. That's what I'm I, saying. I see he, what you're saying. He can, yeah, win, but, he can win MVP, but he should not be anywhere near the consideration right. of best player in the game. Because I'm telling you, if Mike Trout got the opportunity, he'd kill the playoffs. But they have the guys that are playing like. The two best hitters right or, now. Or the, they're the two people best, that are hitting the best. <laughs> or they're the two best players on the team that's playing the best. Yeah. Because if you put Trout on that team, he's still putting up better numbers, except for batting average. Which, Which I, I don't have a big have a big stat. I don't understand his <laughs> Turner should not he missed some games at the start of the year, so you can't really count on that. And obviously if your team's playing better, your average is gonna go up. That's the only thing I can say. Like if your team's getting on base more, it makes it more fun. On, yeah, that's I, a, Turner to me. I just putting him there at the one of the best players in the league. I can't do it. I I don't know. I, I, I repeatability agree with you. is huge too. He's never going to repeat this. That's why they, it's huge for them to win this year. Yeah, I Bellinger on the other hand, he will repeat. Oh yeah, but he's young. They, he's got all the tools. That will but, happen again. I mean Bellinger. Like I mean, you talk about Trout. Like Bellinger could be, you know. The Mike Trout of the MLB. I'd, I mean, I feel like you, you look at Trout as like the LeBron James of the MLB. I mean. I guess. Well, we'll continue on this segment. I'm taking the Ash or the Dodgers in six over the Astros. Um, I The Astros are going to get a game. I don't know where they're going to get it, but they will. But like Brett said, they do have the firepower. So I'm not taking away the the firepower they have i just don't think they have enough to sweep that's kind of ridiculous like i don't think it's like the nba where all those guys go in and they sweep everybody because everyone knows baseball is the one sport where honestly the worst team can come and win the world series if they were able to get in the playoffs oh yeah it would happen uh that's why i think calling a sweep in baseball is honestly it it's not gonna happen I mean, I, I know the, the Giants aren't really in contention right now, but watch out for them. I mean, if they, they sneak in and get that wild card, you know, Baumgartner's nasty. <laughs> you know, they they could beat anybody, you know. Well, they have but... the best catcher in the league, too, so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Baseball's going to be huge. We're big baseball fans here, so. Next, we're going to move on to the NFC East breakdown. Um, we have the teams broke down with wins and losses, and Brett's going to break that down for you. Oh uh, yeah, this this is just my predictions. Uh, obviously, I could be way fucking off, you know. I just I kind of predict a little bit of a slump for the Cowboys going into this next season, especially if you know we don't know about Zeke if he's going to get suspended or not. Uh, they did lose some players on their offensive line. They have some guy that was playing guard last year. He's playing tackle now. Oh, Lael Collins. Yeah, I, like, he's a beast. He's I, gonna be fine. So I. I'm not sure. I, well, I, if you think about it, they lost Doug Free at right tackle. So everyone's going to be like, oh, no, Doug. It's a fucking miracle they got rid of Doug Free because <laughs> he was so bad. Uh, they lost Ronald Leary, like we mentioned, to the Broncos. That offensive line, they they were still drafting guys last year. That O-line is going to be perfectly fine. Like you mentioned, Zeke's gone. And the only reason why I'm okay with you predicting 8-8, eight and eight, I'd probably go higher with more wins. But that defense is so bad that when you say 8-8, eight and eight, I'm fine with it. Like they're deep. I can't name any like Jalen Smith. Um, should we check in the jail listings? You think <laughs> there's any in there? Other than that, I don't know. Let's move on. The, the Cowboys are gonna be up and down. I don't know. Yeah. Next, I have uh, Eagles and Redskins. I'm predicting about ten and six seasons. I'm big on both those teams. I think predicting the Eagles for ten and six is ridiculous. <laughs> like and I'm a Wentz fan, but what, what yeah, were they last year at seven and nine? I don't know. Their defense is good. The addition of Blunt, Carson's addition, addition of Jeffrey, Jeffrey yeah. but he's hurt all the time. I bet you he only plays like seven games. I don't know. Ten and six, it's kind of high. I mean, but think about from this perspective too. I mean, once last year, you know, Bradford gets traded. I mean, once gets like injured his first preseason game, like doesn't play all preseason. Bra- and all right. of a sudden, he's just thrown into this so, role. You know, who are I the mean, Eagles beating in this division? Because everyone has winning records except for the Cowboys. Yeah, anyway. I think this is like the best division in football. I guess. I mean, if you look at it last year, what di- didn't? Uh, Giants, Cowboys, and did the Redskins make it playoffs uh, last year? They tried. I think they may have played. I think I remember watching one, but I can't say for sure. They they were they 
I don't remember if they made it, but they were close, like nine and seven or something. So I mean, this is like, I guess I'll, I'll go with it. Eagles' worst team last year, and they're seven and nine. So I mean, I don't know. I have Giants in first place in this division, twelve and four. That defense is good. I mean, there's no sugarcoating it. Like, I mean, one of their players, I think it was Jason Pierre-Paul, the guy that blew up his hand. I think he came out and said they're going to go undefeated and win the Super Bowl. So, I mean, the Giants obviously believe in themselves, or their one defensive player does. I think it's all on the back of Eli Manning. I think he's awful. Like, there's oh, yeah. good Eli, and there's awful Eli. I mean, the only reason that people still think he's relevant is because he's won two Super Bowls against Brady. I, I just want to see Eli Manning, like, win another Super Bowl just to rub it in Peyton's face, you know? I hope he plays the undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl and then beats them again. <laughs> like, Dude, that's, like, he can say he's better than Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, even though, like... Eli, are just, you sure like, he could say he's, he's better shit. than his brother? But... They both have two rings. Right, right, but you got like, he could, like, brag to his brother, like, well, if he gets that third ring, though, I can be like, I got three rings. Yeah, you know? I just beat Tom Brady's best team ever. Yeah, I beat, I beat Tom <laughs> Brady three times. Like, you couldn't even beat him on the way to the Super Bowl. Like, you suck, you know? <laughs> uh, I think we left the Redskins out to dry a little bit. We got to talk about them a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Ty, uh, Jonathan Allen, their first-round draft pick out of Alabama, he's going to be huge on that D-line. Uh, Josh Norman's going to be there. Brashard uh, Breland's going to be there. Um we obviously talked about Terrell Pryor. Um, Kirk Cousins is a great quarterback, in my opinion. I don't understand why the, the Redskins don't want him. That's ridiculous. They're like, here, here's a franchise tag, but we're not going to give you any money. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Redskins are going to be good. 10-6, and six, on the other hand, I I don't think they have a, a true running back to get them to 10-6. and six. And that offensive line's not that great outside of Trent Williams. Um. I'm not predicting ten and six. I'd probably go eight and eight. Like they, I'd probably switch the Cowboys and the Redskins. I say Cowboys ten and six, Redskins eight and eight. Here's the dogs again. Um, I think let's move on. Let's go to sleeper players. Oh yeah, sleeper players. Uh, Eagles with Garrett Blunt. I think Blunt's gonna be huge in this offense this year. I I don't think he's gonna be quite the running back. He was last year with the Patriots. Oh, that's that's it. That's that's almost undoable again. That's ridiculous. Eighteen touchdowns. That's not going to happen. I, I still think double digits in that offense is pretty reasonable. Yeah, and I, I think you know that team's going to be a lot better. They're going to be in the red zone more. Wentz is the goat. Um, <laughs> there's not much else to say about Wentz. Uh, he's going to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's anything you could say more about Wentz other than that he's the second coming of Jesus. Um, no, I think Blood's going to be big. I, I We've already kind of ragged on him about in the first episode, so we won't really talk about him more. But there's one thing that does get slept on a lot, Brad. What's that? Uh, the Eagles' defense. The Eagles' defense. When you think about Eagles, what do you think about? Uh, Dumbasses, right? Yeah, their, whole like, like, <laughs> their whole fan base. Their whole fan base is stupid. Know, like, yeah, like... Like, I, asshole fans? Like, I, I, I don't really care, but I hear about the whole NFC East. Their whole fan bases are just awful. Um, that kind of takes away from the defense. Their defense has been solid. Um, I know fantasy doesn't really equate to anything in the NFL, but they were third last year or the year before that. Uh, they were, they're decent. They've got good players. They're going to keep them in the game. Um, they're the second best defense in this division besides the Giants. Yeah, they're definitely better than Cowboys. Yeah, I'd say they're better than Washington too. I mean, that's what I'm saying. They're they're probably two behind the Giants. That's huge. Having the second best defense in your uh, division is going to help you out a lot. Um, you want to move on to the Cowboys? Yeah, sure. Uh, Cole Beasley. Um, yeah, he's he's a slot guy. We all, <laughs> I mean, what else can you say? He's going to play the slot. That's important in football. He's going to get the possession catches. He's going to get the first downs. There's times where he's broke out and you're just like, how did that little f- just get out there and do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm i surprised he hasn't gotten killed yet. Oh. I mean, he looks like he's like 130 pounds. But, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know if I consider Beasley necessarily a sleeper player. He kind of had his, not necessarily breakout season, but he, kinda he became is, a little more relevant fantasy football. No wise. one knows who he is still. You sure about that? I'm pretty sure if you showed them a picture of him, they'd be like, "Who the hell is this ugly dude?" I don't know. I I watched. You know, a lot of people watched a lot of Cowboys football last year. I mean, he was like, 
Prescott's like yeah, but how how guy. much did Prescott <laughs> actually throw the ball? He, he threw the ball quite a bit, actually. I mean, you look at like number wise, like he. I mean, they handed the ball off to Zeke, but I mean, they they threw the ball a lot too. I I know we just said that the Cowboys' defense was really bad, but there is one person on this defense I think could be good. Byron Jones. He was drafted last year, played his first full season with the Cowboys. Um, he, the only thing I could say about him really is that his athletic ability is unmeasurable. It's so good. He he had the highest jump at the combine last year. Um, he had the highest. Uh, what is it? Hurt? What are the cones? Is it just called the cone drill? Yeah, I think so. I, I whatever that is. He had the highest cones of the safeties. Um, he's quick. Obviously, his vertical is going to help him huge, being kind of small. Um, the Cowboys are just looking for people to break out this year, and I think he's a sleeper player that's going to be great. Um, you can take the Giants. I'm not a fan of either of those guys. Uh, Paul Perkins and Brandon Marshall. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not a big fan of Paul Perkins. You know, I, I thought about I, – I did a little fancy mock draft last night. I thought about taking him. Just not going to do it. Like, I I don't think he's going to be the running back there. He's you know, I, he, I disagree on that. He's the know. only running back they have besides Shane Vereen. And Shane Vereen's only going to take the passing work away. He's going to be the guy, so you have to give it to him. But that Giants offense is going to pass the ball. And that's where Brandon Marshall comes in. He's adding another target. Their passing game is going to be ridiculous. That doesn't mean I like Eli as a fantasy option either. Don't get that the wrong way. Um, he's just a big body receiver that's going to catch touchdowns. So um, he's going to be good for the Giants, not good in fantasy. That's all that we can really say. The Giants are kind of sad for sleepers. Everyone's kind of old. You can see Jason Pierre-Paul, but everyone knows who he is, so he's not really a sleeper. Um. You want to just move on to the Redskins? Yeah, sure. Uh, Samaje Pirine was the Redskins, I think it was a third-round pick. Um, he's the next guy after Rob Kelly. And after the preseason, you could make an argument that Pirine will be the starting running back for the Redskins. Um, do you have anything to say about Pirine? Uh, no, I, I think, uh, you know, if you're if you're sitting in your, your draft, you know, and you're in those late rounds or your picks don't necessarily matter as much, Take P. Ryan. I mean, it, like you said, there's a chance he could take over for Fat Rob. You know, I mean, I, I I don't know if there's anything about Rob Kelly that says for sure he's the guy. You know, so nothing is for sure in that offense. Like we don't even know Terrell Pryor is going to get all those targets. I don't even know if Kirk Cousins will be the quarterback for how much they hate him. Um, what's is it? Jay Gruden? That's the coach. Yeah, Jay Gruden. He. Uh, People say he's a good coach and his team's doing well, but the way they do things with their players, I don't understand it. So if Rob Kelly is the starting running back and gets 1,500 yards this year, no one can predict that. The Redskins are they're ridiculous. P. Ryan is a good player. He should end up getting the role. I don't know. <laughs> Redskins are ridiculous. He also looks like Rafi from the league, so I mean that's... That's yeah, bald Rafi. Huge plus. Huge. You huge know, plus. If you're playing on the field and he asks you to take one of his pocket dogs, you probably don't want it. Um, Yeah, let's move on to the de defensive side of the ball for the Redskins sleeper. Uh, Jonathan Allen. I mentioned him earlier on the podcast. He is their defensive tackle out of Alabama. He was one of the highest-ranked players coming into the draft, and he dropped to them. That, kind of, that surprised me, honestly. Jonathan Allen's a great talent. He's going to clog up the middle. Reminds me of a very small Vince Wilfork. <laughs> he reminds me of, like, if you were to get one of those Snicker bars and they were labeled as mini, that would be Jonathan Allen to Mr. Vince Wilfork. <laughs> you, have any, you have anything on Allen? I know that was kind of my thing, so if you don't, that's fine. No, nah, not, not really. All right, you move on to breakout years. Uh, breakout year. Uh, hold on. Let's take a second. Guess who we have for the Eagles. We'll give you half a second. Carson Wentz. Our boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be his breakout year. He actually has a competent receiver in Jeffrey if he can stay on the field. Zach Ertz is going to be fine. Jordan Matthews is still going to suck. We won't put anything onto that. Nelson Aguilar hopefully becomes becomes competent like they thought he was going to be out of the draft. Um, Wentz is going to do it himself. If he has to run it every single time, he will. He's a big boy. He's North Dakota strong. What? He'll figure it out. Second fastest QB in last year's combine, and he's 6'6", 250. I mean, 
he's Roethlisberger size with like he's better. Like I'm I don't know, like Tyrod Taylor speed. Maybe not quite that fast, but I mean, he can run, he can throw. I mean, he's. We'll stop talking about Wentz because I'm <laughs> sure you guys are all sick of it. The whole package. But uh, Cowboys breakout year, Jalen Smith. It's going to be his breakout year because he's actually going to get to play. Uh, last year went down with a knee injury, and in, uh, I think it was preseason or workouts. Um, he should be back at some point this year. I think he's practicing at the moment right now. So big breakout year for Jalen Smith. Uh, Giants, Eli Apple. Uh, Eli Apple played across from, was it Janoris Jenkins last year? Uh, I was his rookie season. He played actually pretty decent, but uh, I'm thinking he's going to take his second year leap right now. You know, people say sophomore slump. I think he's going to take a bound leap. I think Eli Apple is going to get it done from Ohio State. He came out of last year. I think Eli Apple is going to be good. You take the Redskins. Redskins, uh, Brashad Breland. Uh, Brashad Breland played across from Josh Norman last year. Uh, he honestly should have made the Pro Bowl. Uh, they did. You know how uh, when he played for the Panthers, he was that zone coverage. He didn't move across the field. They weren't good in man. Uh, last year with the Redskins, Norman did the same thing. And Brashad and Norman both played their side of the field. And they honestly, they moved the number one receiver over to Breland's side. And he did well. He locked it down. Like, they Norman didn't want to move. Bouchard got shoved into that wide receiver one, covering him. I think he did well, and I think he's going to have a breakout year. Last year, all it did was make him better, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's one way to look at it. I mean, I, I, I remember hearing something last year about, like, the reason that he's taking on the number one receiver is, like, he didn't want his, like, feelings hurt or some shit. I don't know. I guess it only makes him better. I mean... I'm not huge on him, but I I think he. Oh, know, we're just maybe talking. This is, this isn't I, huge. This is just who's gonna break out. And for the Redskins, that was Brashad Breeland for me. Uh, overhyped players. This is the part where we basically shit on the player that we think is overhyped in each team. I'm pretty sure these are gonna be obvious. But the Eagles, Brett, take this one. I want you to murder him, please. Uh, Jordan Matthews. Awful. Uh, he, I mean, he's almost irrelevant with the addition of Blunt. I mean... He, he, he made me want to cry at times. Wentz would drop it into his kitchen in the corner of the end zone, and he'd drop yeah. it every time. Yeah. Like, Wentz would have threw for 300 yards every game last year if, if Matthews could just catch a ball. Yeah. It, he, he's irrelevant with the addition of Blunt, the addition of uh, Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, any new addition to that offense, I mean, just takes away... <sighs> His targets, his chance to get the football. I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's gonna be good. Definitely overhyped. Yes, this one might surprise some people, and it might not. Cowboys, Des Bryant. He's overhyped. This year, he's gonna have. I'm thinking he's gonna have an actual bad year. Did you look at their schedule at all? No. It no, is I... disgusting. Pull that up for me real quick. Um, Des Bryant. He's playing a very, very hard schedule this year. Uh, in fantasy, I definitely would not take him at 16 where he's being taken right now. Um, that schedule, it's going to be tough. He's got t- They might not be hard teams, but in terms of defenses clamping on that one receiver, it's going to be really, really tough. Uh, have you pulled up the, the schedule at all? Yeah. Uh, I, read them to the people. Uh, Giants, Broncos, Cardinals, Rams, Packers. Hold on. Let's take the first five. I'm- Giants are ridiculously good. Broncos literally won a Super Bowl two years ago because of their defense. Cardinals are always solid. The Rams, as bad as they are on offense, have a great defense. Good defense yeah. And then and then you get to the Packers and they're all offense. But breaking down those first five, you're already starting to feel a little uncomfortable with their schedule. Uh, they have a bye week six. You go seven 49ers easy. Eight Redskins, that's going to be a shootout, So, but it's a divisional battle. He's going to get Norman or Brashad Breland. I, I'm not seeing that going well for Dez either. Chiefs got a good defense. He's going to eat against the Falcons, Falcons more than likely. They're bad. Eagles, good defense. Chargers, great middle linebackers, and Verrett's back this year, so that should be a decent defense. Redskins again, Giants again. So they play the Redskins and the Giants twice a year. They also play the Eagles twice a year. Raiders. Bet, they're getting really young and really good. Seahawks, great defense. It is not looking good for Des Bryant or really anyone on that Cowboys offense. They're going to have a very tough year. Um, 
That's the only reason why we have him overhyped. Or you think he's overhyped in the talent aspect? Because that strength of schedule is ridiculous. He's going to be overhyped because of that. Yeah, I I think he's overhyped in talent a little bit. I, I've always thought of Dez as maybe like over entitled, I guess. But he caught the ball though. <laughs> new. He did catch the ball. New. But I I don't know. I'm I'm not a big Dez Bryant fan. I just don't like him. I mean, I, that's another one of those players. I'm gonna be completely biased. Like Larry Fitz. Hate Larry Fitz. Hate Des Bryant. Hate Golden Tate. Hate, definitely hate Golden Tate. Hate, hate what's that cornerback you had last year? Randall? Uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily <laughs> hate Randall. I just get frustrated when like Packers players play bad. True. Like I, If you play bad for the Packers, I will probably let you know via Twitter. <laughs> yeah. All right. Giants. Eli Manning. We talked about this one already, too. You want to break that one? I mean, I don't know what there is to say. Like... His whole career has kind of been this marked by inconsistency. True. I mean, he's at times shown he's an okay quarterback, and at times he's shown like he's, he's like the worst league. quarterback in the league. Like, there's been times where he was. I've like, seen I don't even him. think he's ever really had like Pro Bowl numbers. Like, I think there's maybe one year where he was like kind of an MVP candidate. I've seen him thinking he's one <laughs> but, of the best quarterbacks I've ever watched. Like, there was times where he there'd be a two minute drill and he's down like ten. I've seen that. And like, they come out and they pull it out of his ass. Like, Eli Manning is... I like, th- his Super Bowl runs, I'd I say would, that, but, like, I, d- I don't see that as a whole. Like, I just think, like... At, at this point in time, he is overhyped, in our opinion. The two Super Bowls are kind of irrelevant at this point. He might actually make a good run with this defense, though, because if his brother can win a defense and throw literally nothing but ducks, Eli Manning can do it, too. But let's move on to the Redskins. We were, we were looking at the Redskins as a whole... And when you think about overhyped players, is it it's hard to do that for the Redskins? Kirk Cousins, maybe? No, I, I don't think so. I think Cousins is But like no one has hype on on that team, but like Norman Cousins. But you don't even hear about Norman anymore. You know, I I I, I should maybe Jordan Reed. I mean Jordan Reed is oh, one of the best yeah. tight ends of football. It's but just he's hurt all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, he's hurt twenty four seven. He's hurt at the moment, actually, with, I think it's a toe injury. At least it's not a concussion. We don't know how many more games he will play because of concussions. I think that actually will be a short career. Um, I, I hope it's not a short career. I don't think anyone really hopes it's a short career, but poor Jordan Reed. Yeah, C- uh, CTE, man. You got to watch out for that shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now let's move into our actual top five. Um this top five is top five shows on Netflix. Uh, the first top five is mine. I'm going to go five at Prison Break. I've never watched Prison Break, but that's my new show, so I figured I'd put it on there. I'm going to start watching that one. Uh, number four, I have Dave Chappelle's stand-up. I just thought it would have been uncultured of me to put anything other than Dave Chappelle on here. Dave Chappelle is hilarious. Check him out on YouTube, Netflix, everything. He's great. Uh, number three is The League. I actually just finished watching The League all the way through yesterday. Uh, it is hilarious. We mentioned Rafi earlier. All of their characters are absolutely ridiculous. It's great. Uh, number two is The Office. I thought that was the funniest show I've ever watched all the way through. Um, Steve Carell is amazing. Definitely. I don't know who the heck plays Dwight, but he's great. You know, <laughs> The Office after Steve Carell left was kind of... Yeah, like, I don't know. It wasn't wasn't very good. Like I'm not a big Robert California guy, but yeah. Um, number one, I have Breaking Bad because that is honestly the greatest show I've ever watched. The provo- the production value, what it was. I thought I got a lot to know about drugs. Like this little <laughs> this little white kid learning about drugs, but it was pretty good. Um, I'm a big fan of the whole concept of him having cancer and having to pay for his uh doctor visits i hope that's not a spoiler if you haven't watched that by now then what the hell are you doing (laughs) i just can't get over that like that's the dude that's like the dad on Uh, malcolm Malcolm in the middle yeah like it just doesn't make like who knows like just whack completely different roles but he does such a good job can we just talk about how ridiculous that show was for a second he goes out Uh, in the middle of the desert to make meth i mean yeah that's probably where i mean you're there's no cops there's no one around but you know, like you have to be dangerous to cook something yeah. like that. I, I think there's a lot of like chemistry teachers that like watch that shit, and they're like, you know, what, I oh should man, I'm a poor teacher. I'm a yeah, I'm gonna start making meth. I mean, I'm not saying that's a good Steal idea, but equipment. if you want money, there it is. 
Uh, let's get into your top five. All right, my top five. I'm a I'm a big uh, comedy guy, you know. I got, you know, that those are the shows I like to watch. Uh, number five, I have The Ranch. It's like a Netflix original you one. You know, Ashton, Ashton Kutcher is pretty good. Yeah, and they they got the other dude from that the, 70 show. Yeah, the I other think, the other dude. <laughs> I, I haven't watched all of it through, but uh, I I heard somewhere like Fez makes an appearance or some shit like. Yeah, he's probably the one guy working on the ranch himself because I mean, he's the minority. Everybody fucks with Fez, you know. I get <laughs> uh, number four, the league. I mean, Rafi Bomb. Yeah, we talked about a great show. If you if you listen to this podcast, if you like sports, fantasy football, like you have to watch the league. I do. I do have Even to say, if you don't like it. Like my mom, like likes watching the league. You have to. You have to <laughs> like, watch it through. Um, if if the first season doesn't draw you in, the second season will. I will have to say there are cameos of like NFL stars. Yeah. So that's an interesting aspect. They get them involved. Uh, move on to your. What is it? Three? Yeah, three of uh, Parks and Rec. I have not seen that all the way through. I've seen a lot of bits and pieces. I, I mean, I I really like Parks and Rec. It's kind of like the poor man's uh, The Office. Kind of. Still, still really good. You know, hilarious show. The last season kind of sucks, but uh, I don't know. Aziz Ansari is hilarious. Oh, yeah, Amy Poehler is hilarious. Like Chris Pratt. Fat Chris Pratt. Fat Chris Pratt is hilarious. Oh, man. Love Fat Chris Pratt. Uh, number we talk two. about him way too much. <laughs> the number two is uh that seventy show. I mean, see that's one of those shows where like if it's on I'll watch it, but you're never gonna catch me going out of my way to watch it. It's a great show, man. Like, like I mean, the ranch is like the people who like decided to do the ranch were like, hey, let's do like that seventy show, but not do that seventy show. Yeah. You know. Uh, number one, The Office. It's like my favorite show. I mean, there, there's no other way to put it. Yeah, love Michael Scott. That's a good top five. I think both of them were quite worthy. Uh, we're going to move on to the stay in your lane section of the podcast. Uh, number one, this is hilarious. Brittany Griner. Okay. They're putting out this new NBA live game where they're putting in people in the NBA or the WNBA. And they're basically just trying to raise revenue for the WNBA. I'm pretty sure. Uh, they're trying to get people to actually watch. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that necessarily. I mean, like I, I don't know. I, there's a, there's another part to this, okay? That was just the, the intro. The stay in your lane aspect of this is that they put Brittany Griner on ESPN Live. And she went and grabbed a basketball. She was up at the top of the key, you know, getting all cocky, tying her shoes up. She was getting ready. She goes up and tries to throw down this tomahawk slam and gets absolutely rejected by the rim and falls down. Like... Yeah, not a good look. Just stay in your lane, Brittany Griner. You don't need to be on ESPN dunking. We all know you're the only layups one man to uh <laughs> to dunk. Just stay in your lane. You don't need to be on ESPN. I'm not gonna say anything bad about the WNBA. I'm just not going to be watching. Um, yeah. Do your thing, but don't be if you're gonna go on ESPN, stay in your lane and don't don't do that. Don't absolutely mess up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I got a couple uh Huge stay in your lanes. Uh, not, not as much sports stuff, but, uh, you know, it's it's world stuff. You know, everybody's part of this world. Everyone's involved. Yeah, if you're listening from somewhere across the seas, we're here in the United States. Um, don't take this personal, but our fir- Brett's first stay in your lane is North Korea. Yeah, like, I, I, I put as a note to stick to being China's bitch a little bit. Like, like China is the one country that's, like, supplying everything for them, and North Korea's over here is, like, we're going to nuke, missile, nuke, like, everywhere. United States, like, I, I seriously think they're going to get Guam or something. You know. apparently is America, I, I guess. I, what if I told you I'm a fan of North Korea just because they gave us the interview? I'm a big Seth Rogen fan. It, you know. That, that was a good movie. A good movie, yeah. But but then, like. Right. North, you, know, you know it's more destructive than nuclear bombs? Words. Words. Yeah. yeah. But I, it's just, like, that's also the country, too, like. They got so mad over this, like, comedic satire that they're like, oh, we're going to threaten to attack the United States if this is, like, played in theaters. Like, Oh, by the way, if uh, King John Moon, if you're listening to this, um, we are in California. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Please bomb them first, not us. Uh, my, my next Daniel Lane is uh, Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Team I, 12, boys. Yeah, he... You know, for those of you who don't know, Jake Paul's like this Viner. I don't know. Like, I'm pretty sure he made his start on Disney Channel. If that tells you anything, did did he? I'm pretty I thought sure. He was like a Vine. 
I don't know. Either way, like his fans are all like twelve year old girls and shit. Uh, apparently he made some like diss rap video and he's like in a grocery store wearing this Odell jersey and like he's getting his hair cut and shit. It was just like this whack video, horrible please rapping. Please like, look up the diss track on YouTube. Like, um, please <laughs> just stick to like doing whatever it is you do. I guess like I I'm not a Jake Paul fan. I'm not gonna start hating on Jake Paul because obviously he's making a lot of money being this weird fucking yeah. i don't know uh, what the fuck you call him but well we, we've <laughs> given him enough publicity on this podcast given we're not that big um we don't need to talk just go look up jake paul diss track i'm sure it'll be the first thing on yahoo first thing on google that pops yahoo up. yahoo had i yahoo? use yahoo fuck anyway well, <laughs> tebow time this is not an error he actually went 0 for 4 again with another one strikeout. So 0 for 4, one strikeout again today or yesterday. Poor Tebow. He's just in the slump. Like he do like the advanced a uh, home run derby or something. Or I don't know. Like he just <laughs> poor Tebow. I'm hoping he makes it to the Mets major league team soon. Uh, let's go into music recommendations. Um, I got some today. I planned this out. I was ready. Uh. I'm going to tell everybody to listen to Jay-Z's 444 album. Um, I think that's a great album. It wasn't very big. It wasn't the largest album I've no, ever seen. No, but it's easy to listen to like all the way through. It's only like um, If you ever want to learn about hour. credit, uh, Jay-Z's 444 is for you. Um, he's going to tell you how they did it. Uh, another one is 24, <laughs> 24, 24, 24 Savage. 21 Savages, it's an album, all right? Uh, I, I know all of you guys are probably sitting there like, 21, 21, 21, okay? It's all right. It's not the greatest thing I've ever heard. Bank account is my, it's my stuff. I'll listen to that all day. Uh, Famous is good. Other than that, it's probably garbage. Just check out those two songs. Um, another project I'd like to talk about is Nav's. His first project is Nav, and his name is Nav. I don't know why he called it that, but Nav is a good album, and Perfect Timing just released. So check out Nav's new album, Perfect Perfect Timing. Uh, the next two are you. You could talk about those. Oh, uh, yeah. I saw this on uh, Twitter the other day. Uh, Drake announced his new album in the works at OVO Fest. Uh, whatever. I, I don't even know what OVO Fest is. Uh, I don't know. Drake, Drake, it seems like he's always doing work on something. I mean, he's always doing features. Like, I'm not even a big Drake guy. But uh, but you can't hate Drake. Yeah, like I, I mean, like I, I didn't really like his new album, but like there's still a few songs on there that are like oh, fire. Portland got me. Yeah, like I mean, like Glam and uh, Glow. Yeah, bangers. Um, uh, and then a uh, new Fall Out Boy Dude, coming out I, soon. I, get... I was getting down to Dance Dance the other day. <laughs> I was going <laughs> old school. I was going hard to some Dance Dance. Yeah, but they got uh, a couple of singles out now. It's uh, Champion, and I, I forget what the other one is. Uh. But yeah, that, that new album's coming out soon. Uh, hopefully it's pretty good. Their last album was Fire, so I mean... Yeah. yeah Let's move into the... In case you missed it, this one's huge for me. We were talking about him earlier. Mike Trout gets his 1,000th hit in the MLB. And he's 26? Yeah, I think he's so. He's 26. He's young. At this pace, in four years, he's going to be 30. <laughs> yeah. Like... Um... Mike Trout's really good. I think he's going to do... You think he'll get 3,000? You know, if, if he can stay healthy, yeah, I would say so. I mean, it. I I think that he's going to go down as one of the best players ever. I mean, there's only, what, like 30 guys or so that have gotten to 3,000? I think it's 33, and Beltre was the latest. Yeah, I mean, even if he doesn't get to that 3,000 hits, I still think he's going to go down as a MLB legend, Hall of Famer. Yeah, but I, I do agree. Greatest yeah. Best player in baseball. Um, this one's interesting. Javier Baez hits an inside-the-park home run, and it honestly looked like he was on a slipping slide. <laughs> I honestly want you guys to look this up. He hit a ball deep into the outfield, hits the wall. They misplayed, and Baez gets a home run. There was an – I don't know if they – they must not have counted it as an error, but it was an inside-the-park home run. Uh, he started sliding so early. I just look it up. There was dust everywhere. If you're a baseball fan, you'll get what I'm saying. It just looked awesome. Um, this one's huge, but we're not real NHL fans. Uh, players with NHL contracts will not be allowed to play in the 2018 Olympics. That that's that's kind of cool. Actually. That's ridiculous. It, well, it it's it's not all that ridiculous because uh, 
Miracle on Ice. I mean, it's a bunch of amateurs. This is like a bunch of dudes from like Minnesota beating like Russia, Russia or some shit. I don't know. I wasn't alive <laughs> yeah. when this shit happened. But like, I mean, I don't know. I my dad, you know, he he talks about that. He says like, you know, that that was like it kind of ruined Olympic hockey when they let the pros be in it. So I mean, I don't know. I like it. Amateur. You know, if if I'm anyone with an NHL contract, I'm kind of mad. I'd probably be pissed. I I don't know. That's me. You guys can talk to us in the comments. I mean, I I mean, the real winner here, I think, is uh, NHL owners. I mean, these guys aren't gonna go yeah. leave and put. You know. All right. Next one. Uh, there's a uh, this little league baseball player. I don't know if you maybe you saw him. He's kind of gone viral a little Check bit. Check him on Twitter. You'll find him. Uh. His name is Jeffrey Powell, uh, aka Boog. 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 Uh, he is five foot two, two hundred and twenty pounds. He's he's twelve years old, just <laughs> short, stubby, and he hits bombs. Yeah, he's. I saw a video of him putting one over the left field fence. I mean, right field fence. He's a left-handed hitter. It it was it's <laughs> quite long. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I mean, he's a like. There's always that kid that's just like. Especially in baseball, he's just like he's short and like fat, and he's like the he's best Prince Fielder esque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, if you want to watch a little young Prince Fielder go and hit yaks, Boog is your guy. Uh, <laughs> celebrity tweet of the day. This one is from Kevin Durant on January 16, 2011. It says, "Scarlett Johansson, I will drink your bathwater." Hashtag random. Do you have anything to say about Mr. Uh, Finals MVP? It's just that's a all-time classic tweet. I mean that that is a very very good tweet. The the misusing of your because there are three ways drink you are bathwater. <laughs> there are yeah, three I, ways you can use the word your, and he picked one that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I've seen that way used. But you don't like use like abbreviated like if he would have said Y O U apostrophe R E, it would I could be like oh drink you are bathwater. But, that, but what that, I'm saying is it's more it's more respectable than that. Mm. I mean it's like the same thing. No, nah, I I, don't know. I think if he would have used an actual spelling of your, it would have been a lot better. But uh, we're reaching the end of the podcast here, so we're going to go to the shout-outs. Uh, our first shout-out goes to KS44 off the Fantasy Life app. Um, he had given us he had given us some advice about how to do some editing and w- ways that we could increase the quality of our podcast and just things that would make it better. Um, thank you, Mr. KS44. Um I don't. He didn't give me his real name, so I don't have an actual shout out for you. But there's your title on the Fantasy Life app. Yeah, go follow him. You know. Yeah, follow him. Even though followers is kind of meaningless on there. I mean, Field Yates follows me, so that that tells you anything about my fantasy advice. Um, other than that, just a shout out to you guys that are listening. You know, this is a this is a startup. Uh, we kind of went a little short today compared to yesterday, but we're gonna try to keep it around an hour. Um, I think. What do you want to do? You want to do Monday, Wednesday, Thursday? Or Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm thinking like doing like I don't know, like Monday, Wednesday afternoons. Yeah. Well, we'll you know we'll try so to like, keep it to two a week. Yeah. It might be a little random, but just keep looking. Subscribe so that you get the message when we post. Um, on iTunes, we are under Kyle and Brett Sports Talk. Please look us up on there. If you're listening on SoundCloud, turn it on. Please subscribe on both. And this has been Kyle and Brett Sports Talk.